Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. I was reading a magazine article this morning, and, and of course I can't remember what magazine it was in. I haven't had my coffee yet. But it was it was about uh, someone who was working in a uh, depressed part of the United States. And he said the biggest problem he was having with the working with the people in, in the town was that they couldn't envision anything else beyond the poverty, the neglect, the crime that they were seeing around them and and getting them to imagine something outside the boundaries was almost impossible for them. Our guest this morning, and I was reading it, it was very interesting to me that I happened to read this article this morning, and I, I wish I remembered more of the details. Our guest this morning is Keith Murphy. He's the founder of the Healthy Village Learning Institute, and... I'm wondering if this is a good morning. First of all, <laughs> great morning to thanks, you. Thanks for coming down to talk with us. I'm wondering if that's a calm, if that's if that resonates with you, if that's familiar to you. Uh, of course, um, because you, in your work, vocation or 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 avocation, this I, I have to imagine this is what you are seeing all the time. Exactly. Uh, and not just in McKeesport, but throughout the, the county. So, But McKeesport is my primary focus right now. Tell us, first of all, before we go too much further, what the Healthy Village Learning Institute is. So, so for many of you, you've heard that adage, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Um, my question in, in developing this process was saying, if the village isn't healthy, can you raise a healthy child? So healthy and physical, healthy, mental, healthy, spiritual, healthy, all those things. The combination of it all. That's the holistic approach in saying this is a healthy village. Okay. So we wanted to develop a strategy that said, rather than looking at deficits, let's look at some strength based pieces. Uh, can we all agree that we love our children? Mm-hmm. And if we do, then we need to say we'll do anything we can to, to ensure that they live. Uh, certainly in today's dynamics, especially in McKeesport, We have been to funerals of children that have been less than 18 years old. Uh, We've been to funerals with folks less than 21 years old. We've been to funerals less than 30. So the natural process of growing up Mm -hmm. and leaving this earth has deviated. So if we develop an attitude that our expectation is that we can afford to lose folks out of the, the natural order, then we have accepted our circumstance and the consequence. So my work is designed to transform that idea that, one, elders should be the first to leave uh, in transition, uh, followed by the idea that they have left their fingerprint on that generation below them. And that generation has to do that below them. And that generation has to do that below them. So if we develop that ideology that we respect and love each other, therefore we will protect each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Too much of the individualism stuff has happened 
where folks only care about their people, right? So if something happens in the community, typically you only hear about the family of that person that may have been shot, that may have been murdered. And they'll come out and say, please come forward for what you did and take responsibility for it. Yeah, we see that all the time. But if it happens to somebody else in, in another family, you don't hear that same person coming out with the outrage saying, we need to find this person. This person needs to come forward. So if we're going to protect the village, mm-hmm. uh, there was an old story that I read about a man who took his child to the park and went to feed the geese. Child went behind the bushes to feed the geese. And next thing you know, the daughter's running towards him screaming. What happened was the geese, the geese had formed that V that said, <laughs> I'm going to protect my young ones. Yeah, That's the same concept that we need to be having for our, our communities. So let me jump back a little bit. Keith Murphy is founder of Healthy Village Learning Institute in McKeesport. You have a website? Yes. What's the address? Uh, it's hvliweb.org. The center is physically located, or your office and, and where you have a lot of your programming, is physically located in the old St. Pius School Yes. on Versailles Avenue in yes. McKeesport. But you were telling me, I think on the phone a week or two ago, that this is really more of an... It's it's out in the streets thing. It's not a it's not they coming to you, it's you going to people. Exactly. Yeah. We can use the church as the great example. If if you only go to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. yet you don't do any ministering on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you have not impacted your village. So we believe, even though we love the Healthy Village Learning Institute and all that it offers inside, we know that not everybody is going to reach those doors. And the best way for us to get out there to help them understand that we're here to support them, here to provide any assistance that they may need, here to give them a great word that just says, hey, we want to make sure you're all right. Um, we have to be able to go outside the confines of our comfort zones. And I, and I, and, and I, I ask all McKee sporters, get out of your comfort zone. Go to the places of need. Even though we got ranked as fourth in the country as the most dangerous city in the, in, in, the, in the country, we are not close to that. Our maximum murder rate was 12, I think. In some big cities, 12 is the normal for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we cannot adopt that ideology that we are worse than a whole bunch of other folks. Well, that gets back to kind of where I was starting in the, in the, at the beginning with this article, you know, saying that if that's all you see, but it, it, you, you live here, I live here, and, you know, if you live on a house and, or if you live on a street and there's a bunch of abandoned houses, um, you're not working, mom and dad aren't working, people across the street aren't working, stores closed, this is all you see every day, and then you hear about the crime, and then you know someone that's been shot, which... At this point, probably everybody in the Mon Valley knows at least one person who has either been a victim of a violent crime uh, or was present when a violent crime happened. Um, How do you envision anything else? How do you see anything else? So we look at it from, from microcosms. So we say this event, but that event can't paint the picture. Mm hmm. So that's just a piece of the paint, right? Right. So when I say, okay, if you think everything is doom and gloom, Mm -hmm. how do you explain what's happening here in this neighborhood? How do you explain what's happening over here on this street? How do you explain? So we have pockets Mm -hmm. that sometimes gets more credit and more attention than those pockets that are doing some very productive and positive things, including the resident members in this in this city. So if everybody was broke, if everybody had no job, if yeah. everybody had all, no store, 
then McKeesport is ruined. Right. But we all know we have John Eagle, we have Shop and Save, we have all these other entities of business and accessibility, including a, a, a hospital. But other, but the other problem is other people telling you, right? Because you hear it. Our guest this morning is uh, Keith Murphy. He's founder of uh, Healthy Village Learning Institute, H. VLIweb.org. Okay. Um, and, and I want to get more into what you do with um, young people to especially divert them from uh, engaging in bad behaviors that are going to result in them getting into the criminal justice system. But I mean, one of the things that I always hear, you know, I, I disc jockey and I sometimes disc jockey at, at different venues in Pittsburgh and they'll say, well, where are you coming in from? And I'll say McKeesport. I mean, I've got it on my hat. <laughs> and they'll say, McKeesport? You live in McKeesport. Or they, they look at you like you must be insane. All this negativity, you know, you're, you're seeing the negativity from inside that you, you're taking in. And then you got people pummeling you with it from the outside. And I, I just, I, it, it's, it's very frustrating. So, so we have to develop that, that, that response mechanism that says, prove to me that where I'm from is worse than where you're from. So perception can drive reality for mm-hmm. many. So we have to... We have to reconfigure the idea of what their perception is. So when I tell them I'm from McKeesport, born and raised, never drank, never smoked, graduated from St. Vincent College, went to Sarah Catholic High School, and I'm making a difference in my community. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of positive things. I see kids going to Syracuse University, Cal State, yep. Indiana. So all these kids are doing all these magnificent things. But don't receive not one iota of attention about it. So when I say, okay, we got a McKeesport school district, is every kid in that school failing? No. Are there kids graduating from high school? Yes. Are there kids going to college? Yes. Are there kids working in the community and making differences? We have got to change perception. So as long as we allow people to dictate our definitions of what we are here in McKeesport, the thing is we can't subscribe to that. But we should also be able to resist it, right? We have got to build inside of folks the confidence to say where they're from and why they're, they're proud of being from there. I'm proud to be from McKeesport. We, we have to take a quick break. The time goes quickly. Uh, when we come back, um, I want to get a, you, you've referenced your background. I want to ask you a little bit more about your background and how you got into doing this work, why you're so passionate about it. And I also want you to talk uh, later on in a half hour about the vaping uh, seminar that you're going to be doing up yes. there, okay? Uh, Keith Murphy is our guest. He's the founder of the Healthy Village Learning Institute. You can find uh, more information about his work and the work uh, that, that a bunch of amazing people are, are doing up there and out in the community at hvliweb.org. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at Striffler's.com or call 4 Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Keith Murphy. He is founder of the Healthy Village Learning Institute in McKeesport. We're talking about his work with young people. What was your career path? How did you end up wanting to do the work that you're doing? And and let me add one more thing. I I grew up in Harrison Village. Yeah, okay. One (laughs) of the housing housing complexes. Um, So my path was computer science. Yeah. Uh, Went into the corporate world right out of college. 
worked in Duquesne Light in Pittsburgh, worked down in Washington, D.C., lived out in L.A. for a while, worked out there, uh, decided to return back to Pittsburgh. Um, started that journey with the uh, University of Pittsburgh at the uh, Student Loans and Special Accounts Department and then moved up to the dental school managing their Office of Business Affairs. Um, from there, I was asked to do a consulting piece uh, for an agency called Bethany House Academy located in Northview Heights and St. Clair Village, the mm-hmm. two largest and most notorious public housing complexes in Pittsburgh. The design was for me to put together policies and procedures for the new executive director that was going to assume the position. Uh, needless to say, in looking at the dynamics of each community, it reminded me of Harrison Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I began to look at not more, more than just policy and procedure, I looked at programming. I said, look, if you offer these kids these opportunities, I think this thing can flourish even more. Uh, turned out uh, the folks said they didn't want to interview for any executive director and asked me if I would take the job. Um, uh, it was a, a it was a very hard decision uh, because a lot of the gang activity was happening at that time in 1993. Oh, yeah. Um, so the decision for me was, should I make the adjustment of trying to save the lives of children or continue on a career path to just make money and make other folks money? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was easy for me. Uh, I decided to go into that portion of my life. Um, at and, Bethany House. At Bethany House. Yeah. And I'm still there 26 years later. Okay. Uh, but thank God. Through that, I was given an opportunity through the Heinz Endowments to run a rites of passage program here in McKeesport. Um, and from there, all the blessings happened. Uh, running into Father Stephen at, at St. Pius of Corpus Christi uh, and him offering me a space uh, to just do what the vision said. Um, it was the rejuvenator for me. You just celebrated your fifth anniversary up Fifth there? anniversary. Yeah. Okay. So it's going on six years, going on seven years, probably almost. Yep. Okay. Uh, what age groups are you of, of young people you're working with? So, so we run from typically six years on, six years old and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and another exciting piece to that is the Black Berets that was yeah. started back in 1970, uh, disbanded for a while because all the divisions that happened in McKee's It's a drill team. Drill team. So when I seen Helene Phelps, who was the orchestrator of this whole idea, I asked her, look, why don't you rejuvenate this process? And she said, Keith, do you think the kids will come from Crawford, Harrison, Hilltop? Only way we'll find out is if we tried. Uh, when she put out the word, the first day they walked into the Healthy Village, there were 103 young ladies <laughs> from all over the city participating in this process. They're, they're amazing. I've seen yeah. them in the per- different parades. Yes. They're, they're, they're something else. And if you go up there on any day, probably, you'll see them in the parking lot practicing if it's nice outside. If it rains, they know they're coming inside. But extending again, those type of things, because that brings the parents into the fold. Yeah. That brings all the different communities into the fold. So when you look at differences, so part of what we're doing, so you mentioned the vaping piece. The vaping yeah. piece will, will include a piece about gang activity, uh, gun violence. So we have to incorporate all these social constructs. What's the date and time for the, for the vaping? That'll be, it's anti-vaping. Yes. Okay. Um, that will be tomorrow uh, at 4 p.m. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Tomorrow. So the twenty eighth. So, I believe that's the twenty eighth. So when people are listening to this, it's all, unfortunately will already have happened. Unfortunately, but um, what, what got you interested in that? Because I, I know that's becoming an increasing concern that young people are using these e-cigarettes. They think it's a safe alternative to regular cigarettes. They're, and they're coming up with all kinds of health problems. Y- yes. So there was a call from parents and grandparents saying, "My kid is is doing this stuff." Um, and certainly they're going to make it a, a national thing. But locally, if we know that our kids are vaping in middle school, mm-hmm. 
inside middle mm-hmm. school, vaping in high school, inside high school. Certainly that 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 for us says we have a building problem right now. Uh, one, they're not old enough to do this stuff. Two, the health risk, yeah. which they know nothing about. So we need to educate the community about the health risk of vaping. So it's not just a cool thing to say, hey, look, this ain't a cigarette, so it's all right. No, 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 no. If your lungs get affected by this, maybe it shortens your life. But the cool factor can't be the reason why you do it. But if they ever put some addictive qualities into that thing, now they're addicted to it like like it would be crack. We're talking with Keith Murphy. He is founder of Healthy Village Learning Institute in McKeesport. You can find out more about their work at uh, HVLI. It's the initials, (laughs) hvliweb.org. You can find uh, them on Facebook, and you are also executive director of Bethany House Academy. Yes. So you alluded to something that I often try to explain to people who are are not from the Mon Valley area, and that is that McKeesport is kind of a microcosm of Pittsburgh in that it has all these different neighborhoods right you know pittsburgh's got marshall shadeland and lincoln lemmington and mount oliver and uh, everybody who lives in whatever north oakland knows they don't live in south oakland and vice versa mckeesport is kind of the same way and and i think you were telling me off the air that you have identified pockets of almost tribal gang activity that i'm from this neighborhood i'm from this housing complex and this is my turf and that might be surprising to someone who's not from who doesn't know about McKeesport or thinks it's a really small geographic area that, that there's that kind of activity. Yep. So you have Crawford Village, Harrison Village, Soul Street, Christie Park, uh, Bailey Avenue. Um, so there's six identified, which I wouldn't call organized gangs. Yeah. Uh, but the mere fact that they're in a wannabe process. Sure. Uh, out of that wannabe, there may be one that loves carrying a gun. There might be one that loves shooting a gun. Yeah. What we have to understand is we are all McKeesport. Yeah. And once those kids, so I say, is the problem between Harrison and Crawford? Big time. Hey, do they go to school together? How much of this stuff spills over into schools? In organized gang stuff, there were people, like when I worked up in St. Clair Village, yeah. there were kids going to school on specific days so they wouldn't run into people that were from different neighborhoods up on the south side. How does that start? How does how does how does something you know something that could be good? It's oh, I take pride in my neighborhood, or I got I got pride in my family, I got pride in my friends. How does that get poisoned and turn into something negative? So if you don't have pride, say you have a poor family functioning process, okay. say you're not doing well in school, say your peers are peers that that really don't have any initiative to say I want to do better for myself. So you connect with what connects to you. Okay. So until we develop a structural process that says, look, young man. Even though your friend likes to do all this negative stuff, do you want to do the same thing? Now, you got to understand the law, too. So we take them through bullying, gang violence, but the law. Okay, so say your friend pulls out a gun and shoots somebody. Is your friend just going to jail or are you going to jail with him? So conspiracy. You need to learn language, right? The question is, are you built to be inside an adult prison? (laughs) Let's let's pause right there because, um, boy, the time goes quickly. Uh, we're talking with Keith Murphy, founder of the Healthy Village Learning Institute, HVLIweb.org, about uh, his work trying to divert uh, young people from criminal activity and from uh, behaviors that uh, can get them hurt or even killed. Uh, we'll be back in 30 seconds here from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. 
If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Keith Murphy, founder of the Healthy Village Learning Institute in McKeesport, hvliweb.org. I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old to not remember what happens when you're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, right? And it seems to me the kids that used to settle an argument with fists, now they have access to firearms. How many of these arguments are getting started on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then... So when you look at social media... So when you look at the emergence of gunplay, it may result in somebody having a disagreement that turns into a fight that ultimately gets videotaped by a phone. Uh So if if you're on the losing end of that, your stuff is going out to everybody throughout the city, to every kid, to to the adults. Throughout the world. Throughout the world, really. But internally, in McKeesport... They have to face that idea that people are going to be looking at me like I was the punk, I was the sissy, I was the the weak. That becomes a power structure that says, I have to do this better. If you can't do it with your hands, guns are easily available. So so the piece with the gun, one, how do they get them? Two, why do they feel so comfortable walking around with them? And believe it or not, the 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds are probably the ones that are most uh, irresponsible with this. So when you talk to the so-called big homies or the OGs, the original gangsters, the folks that have been seasoned in, in this, you know, illicit behavior, they say, hey, listen, we can't control them young boys because they'll go out there and smoke some stuff, come back and just start shooting randomly. Two, because of their temper. And again, we have to make sure the school system lets us should let us know what kid is having some social adjustment issues, mm-hmm. because if he's not doing well in school and he doesn't see a future in school. What's his alternative? You're either going to become a drug dealer, a gun runner, or you're going to be a shooter. Okay. Now, I need you to understand that there are situations where people are being hired at the age of 15, 16, 17 to kill other people. Now, this ain't the majority. So, again, if I yeah. say that statement, we can't look at all 16, 17-year-olds and say, yeah, he's about to be a hitman or she's about to be a hitman. We have got to look at it on an individual case. But we need to increase our visibility as it relates as a community, because a lot of times you hear you hear gunfire, you go in the house, you might make a 911 call. But sometimes you won't because you're afraid that your 911 call gets relayed to somebody in the community that you called. Right. So we have got to develop all these mechanisms. So for me, I'm saying if you hear something and you're not comfortable calling the police, call me. Let me call the police. I'll put it on my shoulders. They can put my name out there. But we cannot let it go unattended to. It's like I tell folks, they need to know the definition of a snitch. A snitch is somebody who either receives a monetary uh, something from somebody to tell on somebody, or if they got in trouble, and in order to get out of their trouble, they have to share some information. If you're not doing either of those two, you're not a snitch. You're a good community resident. So much of this, and and we're going to run out of time here before we run out of things to talk about. So much of this seems to me that young people because your brain is not fully developed, right, and you don't have the life experience, they don't understand consequences. So how do you talk to them about thinking further down the line than tomorrow, next week? So we we look at consequence, right? So we know that for every action, there's a consequence. It's either going to be good or bad. So if you think right, make the right choice, is the consequence going to be good? Nine times out of ten, yes. But certainly, if you start out with the thought process of saying, I'm about to do something wrong, 
I'm going to do something wrong. Now, your choices are this. <laughs> Either you get away with it and you feel even more empowered, but eventually your luck will run out. Two, you get caught. Now you've got to face a different consequence, depending on the merit of, of what that was about. But three, you have now placed yourself in a jeopardy situation where you have got to decide, do I want to live this type of life? And if you do, you've got to go all in. But is there a better opportunity of life? What do you love to do? So part of what we don't understand is, from an educational standpoint, we don't address the passions of an individual. Say they hate math. Say they hate science. But say they love art. But there's no art class. Right. There's no art access. So my job is to say, let's identify those things that kids have passions for, and let's tap into that. Let's talk, let me talk about some of that, because I, I, we haven't really addressed how you are doing this because you're engaging them through you, well you talked a little bit about the black berets drill team for instance but you're engaging young people through activities exactly. they're actually doing stuff they're not just sitting there listening to you give a lecture or have you preach at them so so we have in our technology arsenal 50 ipads 25 iMacs. so we practice what we call stream most of y'all have heard of stem most right. of you have even heard of steam we do stream, science, technology, research, engineering, arts, and math. Okay. So research for us says we're going to make you the decider uh, through your own research. So look up how many years do folks spend in jail if they sell uh, six kilos of dope. <laughs> Put it in their language if you need to. Yeah. But we want you to know the research says your chances of, of, of being successful in this are slim and none. So if... If prison or death are the two valuable components in your consequence, you, you live in the wrong life. So let's look at what you love to do. Out of science, technology, research, engineering, arts, and math, research is going to put you closer to something that you love. But you got to know what you're doing. And we also express to them, we're not going to take you through, uh, what do they call it, uh, conflict resolution. We call our stuff confrontational strategies. Okay. So our, our vignette... Puts, you, puts me in front of your face, getting you angry, and let me see what your response is. So I tell folks, if somebody walks up to you and tries to bully you and punk you down, and you say, no, this ain't going to happen, you fight, you beat him up, what's the chances of him coming back at you with a gun? So sometimes it's smarter to walk away and live and not worry about what that boy said because he could be high. He could be chirping. He could just be showing off in front of friends. Right. So don't let the peer stuff get to you. Be your own decider. But I tell every young man and young woman, never make a decision while angry. Nobody makes a very good decision when they're angry. So take it back. Calm down. Think through it. If somebody is listening to this and they want to know how they can help, they, they say this is this is a good idea or they want to. So how can let me ask you that? Let me pause right there. If they want to know how they can help, how can they how can they help you? So what we look for at the Healthy Village is folks that have skill sets. Um, say you were a former teacher that might have retired. Mm -hmm. Can you come up and teach something? Okay. Say your technology is is off the hook and you can teach coding. Come on in here. If you're an artist, come in there. Yeah. If you want to deal with health and wellness, come in there. If you just want to hang out with the kids, come in there. So we're saying you don't necessarily have to have a, a special, special skill set. Sometimes that special skill set is just saying, I'm here because I care about you. Mm -hmm. And if we find enough folks in McKeesport to come in there, because we have 15 classrooms. Yeah. So there's a place for everybody. 
<laughs> so if they want to come in and say, hey, look, Mr. Murph, I got I know how to do this. You think his crocheting, all those small little things that we used to get from the boys club. So we're looking. Oh, to, sure. Yeah. So all them things that we're looking to build into our, our, our structural process we want to provide that. Uh, we've been talking with Keith Murphy. He's founder of the Healthy Village Learning Institute in McKeesport, HVLIweb.org. We'll tell you all about their programs uh, physically. Uh, the programs are uh, often up at the former St. Pius School on uh, Versailles Avenue in McKeesport. But realistically, you are out at the high school, at the middle schools, at Auberly, all over the place uh, doing this work. Wherever I can. Okay. Uh, Keith, thank you so much for coming in to Appreciate talk with us. It. And thank you all for listening this morning to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport here on Radio 81, WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.